What's up, guys? This is the Talking to Star podcast. I'm your host, Connor Livesey, joined by a very special guest as ESPN's analytical Seth Walter is on the show again today. Seth, it's been a while, but we're excited to have you back on. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Happy playoffs. Happy playoffs. We made it. Um, we said that in a green room and you were like, the Cowboys made it or like we just are, <laughs> are still alive and kicking somehow after 18 weeks of craziness but uh yeah we're here man and we mentioned this last time you were on it was the cooper rush era in dallas and like the the cowboys felt like they had a good chance to make the playoffs but it wasn't sure so we said that if if they were in we were going to have you back on to kind of revisit some of that stuff that we had talked about a while ago and a lot has changed since then i'm excited to dive into that from a uh analytical perspective yeah no for i, I was it's funny because you just said like back in the cooper rush era and it's just like my, it just feels like, I don't know, so long ago, just the distant past when we were looking at the, couldn't believe what the Cowboys were doing back then. And um, wow, it's been a long time since, since then. And it's just crazy to think about, yeah, the ups and then the downs for Dallas since then. So we closed out, I remember closing out that show. I'd ask you, I'd ask you a question. I said, what is going to be the reason that the Cowboys are able to get into the playoffs and potentially make a run and what's not? And those two answers were their pass rush win rate and how successful they were rushing the passer. And mm-hmm. then what was going to hold them back was their pass blocking win rate and their okay. ability to protect the passer. That was a while ago, obviously. So I kind of wanted to revisit some of that and see if anything's changed, if it's got, cause, cause, the conversation around Dallas right now on the defensive side of the ball is that the defense has changed. And I mean, it obviously has, they were allowing like 13 points a game for a good stretch of that Cooper rush error. And now it's not that. Um, And a lot of that's because of injuries. A lot of that's because of the secondary play, but a lot of that is because they're just not sacking the quarterback at the rate they were in the beginning of the year. So I wanted to get your thoughts and kind of what you're seeing from a pass rush win rate perspective And if that still looks good, if it still looks great to where it was back then, or if it's something that we need to be concerned about going into the playoffs. So I was just looking at this because it's interesting because I think I was looking at at Dallas over the last five games, right, where I would say they've they've gone real cold. Um, And by the numbers – the pass rushing has not been the issue by pass rush win rate. And so I think now those two things are not necessarily the same, like sacking the quarterback and pass rush win rate. And, um, and they're, they're very, they're correlated. Like for sure. It's for sure. It's firstly like independent of sacks. It's good to get pass rush wins, whether or not you sack the quarterback, you result, you're setting the, the opposing offense up for, less success if you can get past their wins. A lot of times, you know, that can certainly result in a sack, but it certainly can't. And it, and it does depend, I think, to some degree on players. Like I've, I've been looking a lot in this kind of like defensive player of the year discussion right. um, at kind of the difference between like a Micah Parsons and a Nick Bosa, where Parsons has a much higher win rate. Bosa has a much higher uh, like sort of like win to sack ratio right. uh, or a be- much better conversion. Uh, so, all of this, that's a long way of saying that the Dallas still has a high um, a high win rate over these last five games, I think. And 
that that's been kind of interesting to me that that is there and there could be a lot of reasons for that um it could be that you're just having parsons like blow back past the quarterback or it could be like the secondary right is um is not doing their is not doing their thing i i will say um you know for what it's worth like the uh a, opponents Dallas opponents over the last five games like their time to throw has been longer than it was in the first 13 weeks um not by like a substantial margin uh, like a tenth of a second but that was like one of the things I thought of was like oh okay maybe the maybe the ball's just getting out quick ball's just getting out quick right yeah they're getting wins but but that actually hasn't been the case so that's kind of that's just you know one of those interesting things to me I like I'm curious actually though can I ask you Based on the, those two thoughts, right, the, the pass rush and the pass blocking as to how Dallas's season would go, like what's – I'm curious what your perspective is on that, uh, like from, you know, whatever that was, week six or whatever, from then to now, and how that affected Dallas this year. It's, it's weird because, like you just mentioned, like the Cowboys were so successful in – we keep calling it the Cooper Rush era, but like because they were just – banshees on defense like they were i mean it was you couldn't score points against them you couldn't move the ball against them you couldn't convert third downs against them it was like anytime the cowboys were on defense it was like sweet we get to have fun now you know where the offense was kind of like okay you know we're dragging along a little bit but it's weird because you just haven't had that same sense over these last five six games and when you bring up those metrics as far as they're still winning at a high rate they're the ball's not getting out much quicker I mean, it makes me think, makes me feel a lot better, honestly, about going into this game because I'm going, okay, if quarterbacks are still holding the ball at about the same rate they were at the beginning of the year and they're still winning, maybe it's just, you know, the four, five, six small game sample size where just the sacks haven't showed up and maybe you're getting the the bad luck side of things, which is, mm-hmm. is obviously a real thing. But, man, I felt like, I felt like the Cowboys pass rush was going to have to be what, what, led them to and through the playoffs because I feel like I know Dak we'll get into that a little bit but Dak Prescott's been a very controversial topic this year you know just the way he's played and the good he's done the bad he's done whatever that's been a controversial topic but for for so long he's been fine putting up good numbers with not great protection um so I felt like they could probably sacrifice and I felt like that was kind of the the thing going into the season is they were sacrificing some of the pass blocking for some of the run blocking because they're running the ball mm-hmm. so well to, to, for most of the year up until recently, which I want to get into that with you again here soon. But I would I would have leaned that pass rush is what's going to have to get them in and help them through the playoffs if they were going to make a run, um, which, like I said, I was kind of expecting you to come on here and go, yeah, the pass rush. I know the pass rush run rate wasn't like down significantly, but it's down and the ball's getting out quicker because – you know, Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis have been hurt since then. So it's just a, a, a mix of those two things. But like I said, it kind of give me that's that's gives me better feelings than I thought going into the playoffs on this pass rush and coverage and all that. <laughs> well, you know, it, Michael Parsons is kind of a, a pass rush win rate cheat code. So like uh, <laughs> uh, I guess I should say last two games, they've been down a little bit. Last five puts them. I'm looking at it now. Last five have been solid. So, okay. um, uh, yeah, last two games, 
So again, uh, against Washington, against Tennessee, their numbers were down like collectively as a team. Um, whereas the three prior was kind of all in that, that regular high zone. Um, I think the, the pass blocking is interesting to me too, because uh, we were probably down on Dallas's pass protection more than, more than most, I think earlier in right. the year. Um, and I would still say that if you look at the course of the season, that we would say it was a weakness. And um, a lot of that, I think when we spoke last time, uh, you know, we, our numbers were really down on Tyler Smith right. at a time when I think people's uh, sense of him was right. that he was playing really well. Um, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the sense of Tyler Smith has, has dropped in the, in the time since we've spoken. Right. Would you feel, would you feel like that's true or no? For people who watch football and understand football, yes. Um, okay, what do you think? Like, tell me, you tell me what, what right, you right. like, like, like going into that show with you in week six, whenever it was, you know, it was like, hey, we didn't expect Tyler Smith to be even serviceable, especially at left tackle, and we felt like, okay, he's been okay. And then you, we brought up, you know, we brought up, I think he was sixty six out of sixty eight, you know, yeah. offensive tackles or whatever it was, and I was like, we. So you go back and look at it and you're like, all right, yeah, there's definitely some struggles there. And I think people have understood that a little bit more. Um, it's still – had that. a lot of penalties too. Right. Yeah. Thir- no, 13 I, penalties. I mean, that's tied for second in the league among all players. Yeah. Third in the league among all players. Let's Again, I think – I'm sure you've sensed this at some point, but Cowboys fans are not the best – most realistic fans so they again like the Cowboys got killed when they took Tyler Smith at 24th overall or whatever they put 24th overall they they got killed for it you know people hated the pick and I think a lot of the you know optimistic side of the fan base kind of wanted to be right about the pick so that they're not going to look at it from a sensible standpoint I think Tyler Smith's been okay this year like I graded him out yesterday I graded out each draft pick and I gave him a c minus they've asked him to do a lot of stuff um, you know, he's played left tackle. He's playing left guard now. You know, he, he's practiced some on the right side. So they've asked him to do a lot, but I don't think he's been great in year one for being the first round pick. So you're like where you guys have him ranked out as far as a pass block win rate and like what he's doing as a pass blocker is more close to what he's playing than I think a lot of Cowboys fans are going to say. So here's the interesting thing. From a team perspective, though, Dallas's pass block win rate has steadily improved over the course of the year. Right. Um, and, and to the point where we're sort of looking at uh, an average group um, if we want to go off of, yeah, like the last five games. And that's good. Now, like Dak sacks are up in those games, right. but we just talked about <clears throat> that can be – you know, that can be that can be a lot of things, right? There's a lot of circumstances. You've been close games, you've been behind at times in some of those games. Um, and those those contribute. Uh but to me, if you're looking for like to me, I feel like Dallas is, you know, they're limping into the playoffs. They've obviously gone cold. Uh and I would be overall like quite worried about Dallas. But if you're looking for the if you're looking for the optimistic things for the Cowboys to me the pass blocking is better uh is I don't even is Jason Peters is Tyler Smith going to play guard in it sounds like let's knock on wood please but it sounds like so Peters was playing tackle 
the last two weeks because Tyler Biotish had a high ankle sprain. Right. Came out, wasn't playing last week. So they moved McGovern over to center, moved Smith over to guard, and put Peters in at left tackle, Tyron at right tackle. It sounds like Biotish is going to play this week um, from everything. So it should go back to Biotish at center, McGovern at left guard, Smith at left tackle, Tyron Smith at right tackle. So it should go back right, to what right, we okay. kind of had seen over those last few games since Terrence Steele got hurt. Um, but that's, again, a high ankle sprain is a tough thing. So we'll see how that works. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I think those would be the things that I would say point to for the optimistic takes. I think there's a lot of ways you can be pessimistic, but I think the fact that that pass protection has improved to some degree um, by our numbers is good because, you know, if you have a good quarterback, which Dallas does, what you really can't have is just like a real weakness at, at pass protection, right? That's when, that's when you, and if you, and so, um, you know, the one thing I'll say about, uh, I'm jumping around, but we were talking about pass rush and the one, the one worry I would have is, is just, I don't, well, I don't know. You can take this both ways. Tampa also has a has poor pass protection, but Tom Brady gets the ball out quickly. So I think it's you just if you can get Brady into those situations where he's going to have to hold the ball a little bit longer, then um, then you're in good shape. Like okay, we've been down on Tyler Smith. Like you know, has a worse pass block win rate than Tyler Smith, Donovan Smith. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> like Donovan Smith has been has been brutal this year. And where's, so where's Tyler Smith at now? I'm just curious. <clears throat> I think he might be in the same spot, but I can take a look. Okay. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year, at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's so, I mean, again, this is why I love this discussion and topic because it's just, I feel like, we have him 62 out of 64. Okay. So, wow, yeah. He's... And I'll be honest, at one point, I don't know, this was weeks ago. <clears throat> at one point, because I felt like the perception and and the number at one point was um, so far off, you know, sometimes I'd like to just go through and just watch. Let's just watch oh. these losses and, and see. Because, you know, on any given play, you know, uh, we're having a – a model assess these things. Occasionally you do get weird ones where it's like, Oh, that, that shouldn't be a loss or whatever. Um, And so you want to just see, go through and and so I would go through and watch them and just see like, it seemed like a crazy number of weird ones. And like, um, again, this was months ago, which feels like eons. But at the time I remember thinking, ah, these seem, these seem pretty legit. So yeah, 62 out of 64 Donovan Smith 
uh, is 63 out of 64. Um, uh, But he's, you know, there's a, there's a tight group here um, in that, in that left tack in that, uh, sorry, tackle group, uh, like just ahead of him, Cornelius Lucas, Bernard Raymond from the Colts, Cam Robinson, Evan Neal, Lyle Collins. Those guys are all pretty tightly packed. Gotcha. I know you got to run, so I'm just going to kind of give you some rapid rapid fire ones here. But uh, Go for it. <clears throat> one of the most drastic ones I think I've, we've seen a difference in from a tape and just watching perspective is the run block win rate. Um, okay. And let me say, let me say I, I shouldn't say run block win rate, but just that the run blocking has looked significantly worse over these last mm. five or so games. From you guys' metrics and everything, what's that look like over over the last five? Well, I don't know. I'm going to look off the top of my head. Yeah. Because <clears throat> that was one of their strengths. I know. I remember when the first time we talked, they were, Talk, they yeah. were really good at the run, you know, run block win rate was, was great. Particularly over the last two, we had them really low. Um, and then last five, we we liked – uh they they had a they had a strong win rate against Jacksonville. I can't remember, you know, right exactly how the game looked. Um but uh except that it was high scoring. But um yeah. Uh they've been probably if I look at this like uh yeah, like slightly declining over the course of the year. Yeah. Um, and, and that's been that's was the same issue last year for them as they got down once Dak had that calf injury and teams kind of just dropped dudes into coverage, they were like, all right, we'll ask you to run the ball. And they just couldn't. I mean, I think they, they ran it for 1.7 yards per carry last week and 1.6 per carry yards per carry the week before that. So it's just been a, it's been a rough, rough watch. Um, the running game has been a rough watch here recently. So, um, all right, I'll get you to close out on this. I know you got to run. We, we can't. We can't not talk about Dak. We haven't. I know that's where. That's where. That's where we're going. That's where we're okay. going. Um, so, I I don't know if how this can ever be a quick breeze through topic of discussion, but Seth Water and ESPN Analytics. Let's hear the Dak Prescott oh, yeah. review slash preview of the playoffs and what you guys are are seeing with him, thinking with him, and where you're at on him because he's either the 32nd best quarterback or the first <laughs> yeah it's funny because i'm doing working on a project that'll be out next week and and evaluating a lot of players and um the reality is i think Dak prescott's had a good season um he's been uh, to me i think of it especially in the context of having relatively poor pass protection um he's been pretty good i mean i think when uh, I got to find this tweet now because so, I can't, you know, uh, like if I think about players like, like, let's say this, the, the Cowboys offense has been more efficient with Dak Prescott at quarterback than like the Chargers have been with Justin Herbert at quarterback. Um, I, they've been in, they're not that far off from the Jags and Bengals um, with Burrow and Lawrence at quarterback. Um same tier as the Ravens in a obviously totally different way with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. I, I'm, I started looking at these. I think it's important like to look at the Dolphins with Tua and the Cowboys with Dak, right? Because, um, and so overall, 
pretty good, especially in the context of that poor pass protection. But I mean, that last game was awful. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, insane. And I think it's not just the last game. I, you know, I, like he's been worse. Uh, I mean, last five games, Dallas is negative EPA per play. Um, barely positive EPA per drop back, you know, which all, everything, you know, you should be positive when you're, when you're passing. His completion percentage or expectation dropped from up until week 13, he was like a plus five. Um, and the last five games, I think he's a minus three. Um, so that's five plus 5% to minus 3%. I mean, I'm not smart enough to be able to tell you why, why, you know, why, like, why did like that, the accuracy dip in that time or um, uh, like, you know, I said like his sack rate is up with his pass block win rate um, also up. <clears throat> That's also not a great sign. So he's coming in, he's coming in cold. I mean, that last game was one of the, one of the worst Worst Dak Prescott games ever. I mean, not not right? even up for a discussion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, so uh, maybe the worst. I don't. I don't know. I have to. I have to take a look. I don't want to. I don't want to <clears throat> throw out superlatives without having really looked at it closely. But and yeah, I think that's why. I think. I think why. I'm, why I would be more worried is like that last game. You know, the one thing you could say, the motivation, like the incentives right. were kind of weird for Dallas, right? You're in the situation, you're, you're trying to win, but like, you know, it's probably not going to matter. Right. It could. And so you, tr- but like, um, but, but things have not been looking awesome. Um, so, uh, but, but I, I don't think it can, like, I, I don't want it to, I don't want that that one game to dismiss what he's done over the over the course right. of the year, even the injury course shortened course of the year, because to me, Dak Prescott has been pretty good in a time in a year when you look around, like look around the league and you look at these quarterbacks and who has not had serious struggles. Okay. Like, yeah, Mahomes, Allen hurts. Those guys have been great. Um, yeah. Like has a, like, uh, two and the Dolphins have played have played well. I know people debate Tua, but like that that offense has been super productive. Joe Burrow and the Bengals have been great. Uh, after that, I think you could look at like Jared Goff and Detroit is like, you know, they've been really good. But like, who who else has not had serious right. struggles at at points? And so that's when I, if I'm if I'm thinking about like where does Dak stack up against some of these quarterbacks, I think he's right in that next tier after after like the somewhere in after that top five yeah. uh this season which sounds kind of crazy but like i but like who like who are you, who is right. you who are you putting that's, above that's what, him with with such confidence right, right. that's what we what went through the other arguments day. Got. right Go like that's what we went through the other day is i had one of my buddies on that wrote writes for pro football network and you know he was like yeah you know dex top seven eight quarterback and they started listening to him and you get to four and you're like well shit maybe he's out of you know, like, because you, 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 you go through the Mahomes, the Burroughs, the Allens, and then you're like, okay, that's when you start talking about, you know, you, you get into that that mix of Herberts. You get into that mix of, you know, Lamar's been hurt. You get into that mix of Trevor Lawrence's, and, and it's just like, yep. huh, you know. And I, I did an interesting um, study the other day just kind of looking at it 
because again, the the discourse on Dak right now is pretty crazy. So I'm a big Dak fan. I think when he's when he's not throwing picks, I think he's up there with you know in those two or three best quarterbacks. And I think that mm-hmm. when you take a look at some of those picks being his fault, some of those picks being not, you know, it's one of those things that includes context. But I looked at so since week seven, since he came back to keep it fair, I did the amount of games with negative EPA. This is just quarterback, not drop, you know, offense, but just their quarterback okay. rankings. Um, amount of games with negative EPA play since um, week seven. Dak had three. Josh Allen had two. Joe Burrow had two. Justin Herbert had five. And then I did amount of games with top five EPA per play since week seven. Dak had six. Josh Allen had three. Joe Burrow had two. And Justin Herbert had two. So I think you're kind of seeing that, like, my whole point of that is, like, like you kind of just said, like, every quarterback's had their struggles at different points this year. I kind of am okay. You know, if he's going to double Josh Allen's top five EPAs and only have one or two more games than, you know, Allen and Burrow and those type of guys, I mean, Mahomes in a world of his own. But it's just – it's been a weird year for the quarterback position. You've had guys just absolutely lay crazy stinking eggs, and then you've had dudes go off the next week for – you know, Burrow's been kind of like that. Allen's been like that at times. It's just been a strange year for quarterback play. Like, I look at – okay, he's 12th in QBR. Look at the guys above him, right? Okay. Um, Mahomes, Allen, Tua, Hurts, I think I would say they've all played better than, than Dak this year. Goff, um, it's close. I think Goff's been in a really good situation. Geno has been in a really good situation. Daniel Jones – has uh, generated a lot of value with his legs. Right. And um, you said you, you're, you're yeah, talking about QBR, right? Is that what you mentioned? QBR, QBR yeah. Okay. QBR. Daniel Jones has been uh, generating a lot of value with his legs. He throws, you know, like he's got the lowest air yards in the league. I, I would rather have Dak than Daniel Jones. Like, I'm just talking about looking backwards. So yeah. I think obviously I would rather have him going forwards. Jacoby Brissett played part of the year, though so did Dak, but in a really good situation. Lamar Jackson played only part of the year. Um, and also in, I think, a medium situation. I don't know. Um, and then Burrow I would rather have. And then Herbert, I think, is. You know? I mean, uh, like, you can look at guys like Tom Brady and feel like they might – maybe they'd be better going forward. Who knows? But um, – but I don't think you can. I don't think I would say that they've played better than Dak this year, or like a, someone like a Brady or a, a Fields or a Carr. So it, yeah. it's interesting. It, it's 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 crazy because I think it's just it is. You do have that kind of both sides of it. He's he struggled at times, but so is everybody. And the only thing that matters is how good are you relative to everybody else. Yeah, I think that's important. That that is, and that's why I wanted to kind of look at how you know like the the guys the top five guys who were like laying the same at you know like looking and seeing how many negative epa games herbert had burrow had allen had Dak had and looking at who was coming back bouncing back and having awesome games and i mean like you said i'm i'm pretty much with you i think i think if you have him out of that eight or you know if if you don't have Dak in the top 10 quarterbacks i think you're you're lying to yourself um i think he's in that you know when he's at his best five six seven and and that's a guy that you're you should be excited about, um, especially when you're seeing guys coming to the league and struggle out of the draft. So, um, 
Yeah, no, this, like I said, Seth, I, I told you I'd keep you for 20. You stayed on for 30, so I appreciate it. I, I didn't mean to take run into no, you. No, that was, that was me. I was just, I was blabbing. <laughs> I, I just, I, well, I, knew, yeah. I knew, I knew once we brought up Dak, there's no way that was going to go through quick because there's, there's so much context. And yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, man. I can't, I can't. We're talking football. What? Yeah, I, I just keep going. So, all right. Well, I'll, I'll get, I'll get you out of here with this. What do you think happens this week on my, or I said, I was going to say weekend, but what do you think happens Monday night? Um, from, from your perspective, you think Dallas has I think a- Cowboys win. I okay. think I haven't made my picks yet. I got to do that later today, but I'm, I don't, I do not. Bucks stay. I, I stayed, I stayed on the Bucks too long this year. <laughs> like I, I was, you know, I just long past they, when they showed us who they were, I felt like, there's too much talent on this team. They have to be good. And um, I was wrong. And at this point, I I just think Dallas, even though I'm wary of a lot of parts of the Cowboys, like we've talked about right now because of how they finished the season, I just think they're better. And I think I think they'll beat the Bucs on Monday. Yeah. I think to close it, I think – like you said, kind of mentioned earlier, I'm hoping that maybe this final stretch of the season, they checked out a little bit. They're like, ah, oh, Philly's got this thing wrapped up. You know, let's, because I mean, last week they ran two play action plays against Washington. Like, I don't think there's any merit to the where they holding some stuff back so they don't, you know, show their hand before the playoffs. I think that that's a lazy take from people who just want to find optimism. But yeah, it's tough to, tough to run play action when you're losing. Right. So much. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. No, but, but just the, I mean, anybody who's played competitive sports knows that if you feel like you don't have much of a chance to to do anything different, sometimes you're not all you plan in an elimination game or not that it was an elimination game, but there's no way for you to improve your seedings or stuff like sure. that. Sometimes it's hard to get up and play. So maybe there's some of that over these last couple of weeks. That's the the optimistic hope for this team. And again, some of the stuff you mentioned about the pass rush and time to throw makes me feel a little bit better about the, the defensive results. So I'm hoping that, that that carries well into the playoffs and win one game and then continue to get healthier and see what happens down the road. But Seth, this was great. Thank you so much. I, I'm not going to bug you anymore this year. Thank you. You, know, you're, you're great. Great for, coming <laughs> on and great for sharing a lot of information that a lot of people need to hear. So I appreciate it. Let everybody know where they can find you and then I'll get you out of here. Just at Seth Walder on, on Twitter. That's the, that's the easiest way. And I'll be writing, um, writing on ESPN.com. Have a big story coming out next Tuesday. So keep an eye out for that. Seth Water, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, Seth. Uh, check him out on Twitter. Check out all his work on ESPN. Hope we'll have you on again, again soon in the future. Thanks, Seth. See ya. Have a good one, man.